Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Sports Science Podcast with Matt and David. We got some exciting stuff coming back. Coming back, we're back. And we got some exciting stuff coming up for you. This is the Real Sports Science Podcast. Let's get right into it. Let's go. It's been so long, I just tried to think about the timing of our intro <laughs> when to come in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Jesus, it's been uh, ages. Excited it, to be back. I don't know what this thing does, but uh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. What is a mic? Yeah, I know. I know. I was thinking about um, when the last time we recorded was, even. The last episode we dropped was with Patty Harrison, which was a great chat with him. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, or if you haven't listened to any of our episodes, go back because we've got 46 of them, I think, 45 or 46 yeah, of them, yeah. which has been great. Yeah. Um, if, if you're new, go. Yeah, we have a ton of great interviews with guests. Awesome. Awesome chats with you and myself. Um, but first of all, how are you doing? Where are yeah, you? De- decent. Yeah. Um, same place as last time, actually. I'm back in the UK, but uh, same same room. <laughs> same room as last time. So nothing much has changed. But um, I'm wearing a new t-shirt, new jumper. Um, oh. But that's all good um yeah i thought i'd join jamie and become head of athletic development at a school so yeah hopefully we'll catch up to jamie maybe sometime in the future surrounding that topic instead of active recovery so what what school are you working what school are you working at what school were you working at what uh, school are you working at now i was at seven oaks and now i'm at tunbridge so they're like 10 minutes away from each other so i haven't moved that far <laughs> but tunbridge is where you do rugby as well right yeah, so Tumbridge Jardins, the men's team. So it's not too, yeah. yeah, as I said, I might I might have to move there. It saves me from driving 20 minutes, but yeah, not much. The area hasn't changed too much. Last 20 minutes. How is it being back in uh in uh it's uh in the UK? Wow, that was a struggle. Yeah. Because you were um, in you to be fair, that was for anyone who doesn't know you were in uh in New Zealand for three me. months, right? Trust Basically, me, they know. They know. They know. But just in case, we got some new listeners. All right. It's true, fresh. True. It's fresh. It's a new academic year. Maybe we got some fresh listeners out there. You were in New Zealand basically interning as SNC coach for the for Waikato rugby. Yeah. 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 Did I there get that right? Um hundred um, percent. yes, I was at Waikato and uh it was very, very, very good. Now I'm back here. Um I went from a very nice, relaxing uh cruisy country um when i arrived there everyone was smiling and then i arrived back here and i was looking around the airport and everyone looked like they wanted to fight me <laughs> so you know there's a bit of been a bit of a mood change um that i've noticed um not as much carver which i'm which i've been missing uh and what's what what's else? the what's the thing called when when they do the when they cook in the ground what's that called again a hungy hungy a hangy 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 did you do that more than once? Did you do that quite often? Or Because I'm searching how to say a hanger. Yeah, there you go. I only did it once, and that was at the start of the trip, so it's gone straight out of my head. Yeah, um, you didn't do it again. Yeah. That's too bad. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. um, it, was, it was good the first time. Then I tried taro, which is that vegetable that's like really, really good for you. Like the protein gets all the, all the, the massive there. Eh? Aren't um, most vegetables pretty good for you? No, it's a fake news conspiracy theory, David. Um, <laughs> I see. They, no, they're bad for you. Um, but but um, 
Sorry, droplet was going down. A bl- blue um, juice, neon blue juice. That's good for you. Yeah, it's a uh, funny. You should say that, David. The one I was—it's the one I spent like five hours of one day promoting at um in Manchester. So I know yeah. all about it. Um, yeah, that is my—I just got actually. Speaking of that one, one up you on that. Got the top of it. Oh, I see. I see. Must be nice. Must be nice. Eh? Haven't opened it yet, though. Haven't opened it yet, though. I'm waiting, waiting for the right time. That but, is my uh, favorite. But yeah, now, now I'm back, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's cold, you know. So when I was out there, it was during winter. Now I'm back here. Now it's winter, so I've had no summer this whole year. So poor me. But uh, no, it's exciting times. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm slowly getting the gist of it, getting back into it. How about you? What are you? What have you been up to? Oh. Man, uh, had my annual review. We actually talked about that when we recorded, but we never dropped that interview or that that um, podcast. So it was fine. But I just my annual review. You have to go through an annual review for your PhD every year, basically to check to check that you're on track and that they'll put you into your second year or into your third year. So I passed it. I just didn't come across as 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 smart as I would have liked to. I basically just blanked everything that I'd learned and written, just forgot about. It was like I was trying to basically think in a different language. It's like my I went to go it's like I went to go write something on a whiteboard and or just read something and I just I I was supposed to be able to understand it but I couldn't couldn't put thoughts together. So it was a bit of a nightmare. At least that's how it felt. But I passed so fine. So I'm in my, in my second year now. Uh, I'm trying to finish off my first study, which feels like it's been going on forever. But I'm almost, I'm close to close to being finished. That got another short three week study planned for the next couple of weeks, and then in the new year I'll be hopefully starting piloting for my third study. So things are Jesus. ramping up. There you yeah, go. lots to do. Uh, coding all the time to try to analyze for my first study. Uh, so if anyone wants to help me code, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been good learning a lot, which is, which is cool doing some really fun, fun things with, with British athletics, um, doing more testing with them, with their athletes, which is really fun, mm. uh, with the, some of their athletes on the world-class program. So I'm kind of lead like lactate, lactate, testing for a few of their athletes which is which is a really good time just getting to know the athletes a bit more um that's all good yeah yeah i'm trying to think of of what else what else i'm doing um got a little side gig doing like content stuff with with like this futures program at british athletics futures program so like run their instagram account which is pretty cool oh actually yeah so if they have if they have camps, so they got a camp this weekend. Their the futures Paralympic program has like a camp, so I'll go to that for a few hours, whip around with my iPhone, take some videos to get content to like make reels and stuff to post, and then during season I'll make graphics for them, um, which is which is fun. So it's like a little side thing, which is cool. Well, I'm also I'm saving up, say. yeah, I'm saving up at the minute to buy an actual camera so i'm not just like the creep with his iphone 
<laughs> filming. What camera are you thinking about getting? Um, Sony A7 III, it's called. Oh, yeah. Basically, I've got a couple friends who are who know what they're actually talking about. So I was like, hey, what's a camera I can buy secondhand that would, would, wouldn't be insane amount of money, but also wouldn't like, I wouldn't outgrow it in like six months. You know what I mean? Like mm. a decent camera. So they said A7 III. So I found a few. So I'm trying to save up for, for one um, so I can get it because then I can actually like just take how much? How much do they go for? New, I think they're like 1200 pounds. Just the camera. No Peanuts. lens, just just the body. But I found on Facebook Marketplace, there's a bunch of secondhand ones. And there's this one where you get the camera, two different lenses, like this big offboard screen, a small rig, and then an onboard microphone as well for like oh, yeah. five for 560 or something. Holy, that's a good price. Yeah. So, I, and it's, and one thing I've learned is shutter count is important. So like shutter count, basically the amount of times the shutter has been clicked is like miles on a car. Mm. Um, and usually cameras are good for like around 200,000 shutter, shutter counts or shutter clicks. And this one's got eight, 8,000. So it's like, as far as like used Uh, cameras, as far as used cameras goes, it doesn't have that many count that, that many clicks. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, Jesus. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, yeah. That's all good. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, a car can't Mate. go forever, like, 200 miles or whatever. So, this one's only got mm. 8,000 miles, basically. That's all good. Jesus. So That's a nice, fresh one, then. Yeah. Done. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, that's pretty fun. It just means I'm, I'm busy, but I think everyone's busy. I've stopped. Mm. I've stopped saying that. Like, people, you know, like, you chat with people and you're like, Oh, how are you doing? Whatever. Da, da, da. They ask you how you're doing. You're like, yeah, good. Like I'm busy. I've just stopped saying that because everyone's busy. Do you think people are busier in the winter than summer? Cause like I find summer people are less busy. Have you noticed that? I could be just chatting absolute wizardry here, but I, I genuinely think everyone just knuckles down in winter but then yeah. some of them are more free to be like, oh yeah, let's go grab a pint or let's go do this, let's go do that. But in winter they're like, no, no, I can't, mate. I've got like, I've got to knuckle down. I wonder if you know if that's there's a correlation or if that's a thing. There, I, I in in academics for sure, surely, hmm. because like new school year, everyone's there, so you're doing research, all that kind of stuff. Like you yeah. in the summer, there's no kids or like there's less of them or whatever. Hmm. People are on holidays. I think generally just like there's less people in the summer. I would agree. Yeah. I would say people are busier in the fall. Or there you go. So then do you know what I also think though? Like the days are so short. Yeah, so then well they feel shorter, hey, because the yeah, sunlight. Exa- yeah, exactly. In the summer, yeah. if someone was like, Hey, let's go grab a pint at like nine PM, it's still bright outside. You're like, Yeah, it's midday. Yeah. Say less. Yeah, true. Right. If someone told me at seven thirty, "Hey, let's go, let's go grab a pint," I'd be like, "Absolutely not. I'm in my, yeah. in my I'm in my, I'm in my dressing gown already." Yeah, yeah. I'm in bed. What do you say? Yeah, that's hectic. Yeah, no <laughs> chance. Yeah, no chance. Okay. So then, would you say you'd have to plan for winter? Do you know what we're talking about this <laughs> this episode? 
Are you trying to lead us in? Oh, 100% Are you trying to lead us, us in? in? <laughs> it's like, shut nah, up, David, about what you're doing with talking about wintering. No, no, no. I was just I was just thinking, like, because it was a general thing, and then I realized, oh, wait, that could <laughs> definitely, you know, link into what we're planning to talk about. Yeah. Um, but no, we, we, we'll hop on to why we're talking about winter in a second, because um, we got new plans for what we're planning to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, this past year, obviously... I just got actually a, f- a Facebook memories thing. You know how it's like, oh, look back at 11 years ago, how mm. cringy you were. Anyway, I got one of those. Yeah. And it was it was 12 months ago. We dropped episode 11, which was our first guest, oh, which was Hayden. Jesus, so, what a way to start. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. The Scottish lad. Anyway, yeah. so it's been crazy, but we've been doing this for over a year now, which is exciting. Um, but it's all been like one-offs kind of, right? Like we just, we have a bunch of, like every episode is, it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we thought of changing it up a bit for a few yeah, different I, I, reasons. T- took sort of inspiration off of... um Andrew Huberman's podcast, which I love to rave about, where essentially, you know, instead of just doing those one-offs, we could string a topic together and get so many different people from different aspects or different fields of research or fields of work to best bring sort of a roundtable discussion and get different points of view to spark conversation and bounce ideas off each other. Um, And then at the end, go from you know, what David and I have learned and a bit of a reflective episode in summary. Which we love. We love reflection yeah. in summary to conclude. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to try this. We're going to try this out. We're going to try different series. They could be wintering or off season, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, athlete coach, coach relationship. Uh, what are, what are some other uh, heat therapy, ice or cold yeah. or hot therapy, you know, and basically, just each up each series might be between four and six episodes long, where we have maybe one episode like this, where we kind of tee up the episode, which would follow with maybe three or four guests, where we would, and they'd be like either athletes, coaches, sport practitioners, um, academics. Basically, hopefully, every person from like a different coming at it from a different viewpoint, and then at the end, like you said little reflection from the boys mm. yeah yeah and then from yeah i mean from that yeah i mean well, the topics we could discuss and the depth we could get into would be on a whole other level yeah yeah and i think as well like it it might help us as well in terms of workload because even though i stop telling people that i'm busy when they ask me how i'm doing we're both very busy and I, so how it would, I think the way that we've kind of envisioned this going is like, basically, we wouldn't, we wouldn't post any or we wouldn't drop any new episodes for, let's say, like, four ish weeks or so. But in that four weeks, we're doing interviews, you know, well, that's what we'd be doing, doing interviews, creating content around this series. Uh, and then the next four or five weeks, we would drop an episode every Tuesday as that series comes out, right? And then after yeah. that series, we'd go zero dark thirty again, 
well, we wouldn't go, but we like we'd still maybe post clips on Instagram and stuff like that. But we wouldn't drop any new episodes as we then prep for the new series following. Mm. So I think because before we were kind of working a week to week basis, like we'd we would like record on Friday to drop on Tuesday, and then after Tuesday we would just start again for the next Tuesday, and it was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, no, hundred percent. It was. It was. Yeah, it was just a bit because um, we it was trying to plan ahead, but the planning ahead, it was just yeah, it just accumulated and just got caught up at times. So yeah, it was difficult. And yeah. then when I was out in New Zealand, the time difference didn't help so much. Yeah, that yeah that made it different difficult, obviously, but that's fine. So let's dive in. First episode. Let's go. Yeah. Winter. First series, sorry, wintering. So, I, we, we, David and I were talking about this, and we thought, "Geez, I, I remember our conversation. We were just like, oh, what should we do the next podcast on? I don't know.' Like, we're like, oh, what's what's happening now? And then we realized, oh, we're going into winter. So we thought, wintering, winter. What does that mean to us as like people we work with in sport? Where have we heard that term before? And for me, it's a term that I always saw in like different people would say, well, oh, I'm just going to like hibernate. I always saw that word get thrown around or, or wintering. And I read it in a book from Ross Edgley after him. I think it was either blueprints of training or his one surrounding resilience. And I first read it there. And essentially he said, wintering is a term where you go into hibernation and there's either two things that can happen. You either recuperate or recover from, in his words, like an adventure that he's done. So when he swam across Great Britain, he used wintering as a term, uh, as a way to just recover his shoulders, get his re- rehabilitation done, just basically hibernate, recover, sleep, focus on his sleep, getting back into a cycle, so that he could come out in spring or summer and stop battering his body. Or I've seen it get thrown around as a concept of let's get wintered, we're going to put on size, we're going to get massive, we're going to increase volume, and we're going to come out and hit peak performance when when summertime happens, like, which is normally through athletics, I'd say. Um, so I remember like I read something in American football and some of the catchphrases used alongside wintering or some of the connotations is sort of discipline, accountability, teamwork, you know, teach them to handle adversity, getting stronger, getting bigger, getting faster. So that's the way this American football team used it or sort of every single, every single football program in America uses it. And essentially, weight room side will focus on the hand clean, push press, hang snatch, squat, deadlift, all the main compound lifts or Olympic lifts, and just hammer them to get as big as possible. So the first phase will be simple and straightforward. Tons of volume, uh, building on what they do at home over over like the break, using very simple movements. Then second phase, next three weeks, will be more dumbbell work, but still volume still being pretty high, um, core lifts still being a staple so as you can see they used it in a way to basically just ruin their bodies or get as big as possible big and strong as quick as possible so that when they have to hit peak peak performance they're ready they're hibernated and they're ready to blast out the gates but that that, that's where i heard about it where did you hear about it david yeah well actually i never heard about the word when i heard wintering i'd never heard that used like that before but immediately my my head went to like off season and it's mm. so it's like the more i've been thinking about this the more i've like had a couple like brief chats with people at well you and one other person so two people 
<laughs> Over here, just like this network the genius. It's Matt <laughs> and one other person who I see daily. <laughs> it's not exciting. I have friends, guys. <laughs> it, it is, is it's, it's so dependent on, I guess, your sport. So like for me, or what you just said, it was like called wintering because it's always during winter and then you come over and, and go. And so you're ready for the summer, right? But like for me, off season in ice hockey would be during the summer. It's the same concept, but I need to then like take those months when I've recovered first after, you know, two or three weeks after the season of not doing anything of really recovering, then starting that off season or, or wintering process in the summer to get ready for the next season. Right. Which then runs in winter. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm I'm very interested to see because I have my own experiences as an athlete of um, changing like your focus during wintering or during the off season of what's important and depending on what your goals are for the season and when you need to peak and all this kind of stuff and what's important. Like like in hockey, I think it's very similar to to football a lot of the times it's like that's your one chance to make gains in the gym because during the season the season's too hectic you in the gym you just try to maintain as best you can during the season so the summer or the off season is the only time when you can really hammer it in the gym to try to get as strong and fit as possible so for me that's that's what what i would see wintering or off season as but i'm yeah. really excited to see like how other sports do it and then what like maybe in more technical sports like how do you balance how do you balance priorities you know because even though you're not competing you can't get you can't like make crazy gains in all mm. areas of your off-season goals you know what i mean like you can't get stronger faster more fit technically proficient like you can't get so much better at all of those in a short period of time like you just can't so like how do you um prioritize your priorities how do you get your priorities mm. straight depending on like what your goals are for the next season i guess yeah i mean so yeah it's 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 difficult and it will be interesting to to hear what others will have to say once we get them on but um like i'll just read what some of the quotes i've heard from like so Ross Edgley said every pe every year people train in the summer but tend to let themselves off in the winter when it's cold, wet and dark. However, and he used this from the ancient Greek Stoic philosopher Epictetus. Epictetus? No. Um he advocated that the he advocated the need for preparing in hard and brutal conditions. So he essentially being ready for war. And he quoted, We must undergo a hard winter training and not rush into things for which we haven't prepared. Someone else who also believed this was Muhammad Ali, who said the fight is won or lost far away from the witnesses, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road, long before I dance under those lights. So basically just saying, I think they all had the same sort of idea where wintering, whether it be off-season or whatever that period is, where you get that chance to just recover, make sure your body's at 100% and training it to be at that 101 or 102% as well. So you don't want to go into wintering. You wouldn't what you are uh, from that term. You wouldn't want to go into wintering and then come out with an injury. Yeah, or say if your dumb. body's broke. Say if you've got a broken leg, 
then you're looking to rectify that broken leg and come out that gate not not stronger to a stupid extent where you're massive on top but you barely worked your legs you want to make sure that that right leg or broken leg is that focus of getting back stronger so it's just a chance to recuperate and get even better um and then the big thing about winter is you're training when no one wants to train like even now i've come back from new zealand i'm like i need to get back into running i need to get my 5k's done i need to go do this do that and then one rainstorm hits and you're looking at that track or wherever you want to go run and do a block of venture and you're just staring at it and you're like oh it's gonna be and then you'll find excuses i can't remember i was meant to do a pitch run and i was stood there and i was like well i can't do that I can't have my muddy boots getting all muddy and then I have to pop them in the car and then my car's going to be all muddy and I'm staring, you know, finding any excuse. Oh, what if uh, my stud, one of my studs isn't fixed on? And then I realize, wait, I've got running shoes and I've got access and I'm lucky enough to have access to a running track. Get on that running track and just do a block there. And I ended up doing it and I'm a legend. No, but it took a lot of convincing and, <laughs> and some other people just to say, <laughs> nah, a lot of other people to um, pull me aside and say, nah, look, to stop being stop being a little wet wipe and get back on there. So it's um, tough. It's tough though. Like I'm is. on this program at the minute, Omnia Performance. Shout out Omnia Performance, getting me back in yeah. shape. Uh, that's like four times in the gym a week and three runs. And and like two weeks in, I was like, I'm in trouble because I'm in the UK. And during the during the during the months of of November to April, there's about five sunny days. And we've already had two of them. <laughs> so I'm screwed. Like, I'm going to get wet a lot. Because uh, I do, like, two of the sessions a week are usually on the track. And then the third one's just a long run. So, like, I don't want to be doing that on the treadmill. You know? Like, brutal. An hour on the treadmill? No thanks. But also, an hour in the pouring rain? It's... And and to be fair, with that, I saw, you know, obviously, it's a very obvious thing to state with that. How many times, I bet you get sick more during winter than summer in terms of, like, respiratory tract infections, like a cold. I got, like, a stuffy nose right now. So So then, nutritionally, athletes have to consider, actually, either in a higher calorie intake right or or, mm. or a better micronutrient calorie intake so getting all the vitamins you need vitamins and minerals you need so you can't eat or like i remember just in philippines when it was summer 35 degrees you're sweating like absolutely anything right that's hard and working but um and i remember like just being able to stuff my face because i'd sweat i'd work so much harder but wintering it it was just you you got to eat differently i felt otherwise yeah you definitely have to i think in the summer you can like go on a whim a little bit more personally because it's nice weather you can be like oh yeah do this now boom you know i feel like in the in the winter or like fall and winter if that's when like at least for me i think it's it's probably different for maybe athletes because they're a bit more externally motivated because they're training for something that's what i've been struggling with like they got help from you know, I don't have something to train for. Yeah, but not every athlete's at that level where they have that either. So, like, for me, at least, I found, like, routine in the winter is critical. Like, I need to be in a routine, set in a routine. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to just, on a whim, get up at 6 a.m. when it's pitch black and raining outside to get up to go for a run outside, right? 
uh, it's not going to happen unless that's in my routine. I've planned it. Mm. I know it's happening and I have no excuse. How can you train or like how do you just program generally for an off-season period? And then what are other bits you have to consider? So say like nutritionally, what do you have to consider? As a coach, does the coach-athlete relationship get affected during winter when it's cold and you're trying to tell your athlete, boy, we got to go outside. And he's like, no, I I don't want to. Or like little things Mm. because – and then does it affect age and experience like a 35-year-old football player will be like, okay, I know the drill. Let's go. Let's get it done. Whereas a young buck, 20-year-old who's like, I don't need this. I'm completely fine. Yeah. I'll just get on the walk bike in bed. Like, does that affect the coach-athlete relationship? Yeah. Um, or like what other co- – but what athletes need or how different athletes are like either motivated differently or need different things, you know? Mm-hmm. For, for me, I think moving like – if I think of what I want to – get out of you know talking to these people really is how do i in my job working with athletes right now in athletics in the off season in wintering how can i better support them through even just simply as like being able to communicate them better because maybe i've i've learned some possible issues that arise and so if i'm aware of issues that possibly are are arising um, or can arise, um, I might, you know, interact with them differently, or I might be even just more aware of certain things when certain things are going on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like how, yeah. How, how do you, how do you support those athletes as kind of part of that, like support team, sports science team, but not like their coach, you know, what's my role in that support mm. group during that time? Yeah. Yeah. And like from a, from an SNC perspective, I want to know how much is too much and that fine line before you reach injury risk, because there's obviously going to be like peak performance, getting them ready. But then there's that little line where you can go, actually, you're actually like the higher uh, inducing a higher injury risk or an increased injury risk. So like, mm. where does that line, how do you, reach that line without being too afraid and then just not sapping everything out to get to that place because you don't want to because everyone's goal is to you want to get them there but do some people hold back because they're worried of actually maybe getting them injury is there like mm. a line of best fit you remember like those graphs in economics that you learn line of best, or maths where you go through and it's like where's the best like, line of best fit in that so yeah. like where where is yeah. that sort of midline range um, like, so it'll be definitely interesting or, or how do you hold athletes back who might at the start of, mm. you know, wintering, want to just go absolute balls to the walls training, right? Or feel like I'm so far away from what I was at during the summer, you know, and like kind of comparing their peak performance in the summer when they're peaking to like what they're doing now, right? Like, yeah. how, do you, how do you manage that? How do you like kind of get them bought in or get them to understand that, you know, this is part of the process to get you better than what you were last year in your peak? You know what I mean? Because I think I, I think I think people we can often like think very linearly, you know. So like I was this good in the summer. Three months, four months later, I'm worse. Mm. So obviously, I'm doing something wrong. Like, how am I worse? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, well, no, because but we're way better at all these other stuff. Which then, as we you know move closer and closer to peak time and peak season and when we're peaking, that all that 
base that we're building now and all the things that we're working on are going to move us towards that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a thing. good one. Yeah. 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 Sorry. One final thing I'd like to know is long term. So say an Olympic athlete, what does wintering mean to them over four mm. years? Cause you've got four winters or three winters essentially where you can develop. Cause as you said, you can't in one winter, you can't develop speed, strength, um, power, all of that in one go. So how, which one do you start with? Yeah. Well, how do you pick which one to start with? And, you know, is there a benefit of doing it in different ways? Like well, we all know the periodization models, the different ones, but what are you actually trying to periodize and how best do you get that gas theory or the general adaptives? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Please hold. So hopefully we'll get we'll get um Matt's we'll get all these answers. Shut That's, down. Yeah. So so hopefully once we come to that last episode of the series, we'll be able to have these answers in our back pocket and yeah. you'll all be able to hopefully have a blueprint slash guideline of what to do if you're an athlete. How do you program it yourself? If you're a coach, how do you program it for someone else? So yeah, yeah that's a, that's such a good point. That's such a good point of like that takes like micro and macro like goal setting to another level of not like mm. sure you have the goal for this month and next month and like mid season and end season it's like no this year next year like how far ahead do you plan i guess it's it like depends. it's like programming in a massive sense so like yeah say if you start with a box step up um as a program you go box step up and then afterwards you go dumbbell step up because you're trying to alter what varying where the weight is held now so now it's dumbbells here increases more stability now what else are you going to do to go progress it you're going to progress the speed or rate of um speed rate of power that you're going to apply so we're going to do like a switch leg when you go up on the box step to increase power so it's that on a broader scale yeah with it's so just it's zooming just, it's out to like thirty thousand yeah, yeah. feet yeah not 100 no, so it's going to be I very interesting yeah yeah and for those of you listening uh if you have any ideas of like actually that would be kind of a cool series that i'd like to kind of get a few different viewpoints from let us know uh drop us a dm on instagram go follow us there we'll be dropping these episodes again on youtube as well um so follow us on youtube rss podcast on youtube and on instagram so follow us there you know follow us on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and if you have been following us we really appreciate it it's been a it's been a crazy year yeah and we're excited to kind of keep this train going and kind of throw a couple more logs on the fire uh it's been it's been a little bit cold nice little winter reference there for you there you go campfire big deal (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but we're yeah we're excited to kind of get the get the get the steam going again on this train um so we'd love to hear from you and if you've been kind of waiting around seeing what's happening we appreciate you we appreciate all those who have been listening and drop us a line because we really enjoy when we hear from people that that actually listen and get something from from the episodes um yeah, yeah, yeah. no we'd love we'd love to hear from you guys we enjoy it and yeah give us give us suggestions on what other series we can do along the way um and if you get a good if you've got a grand series that we love maybe we'll get you on one of the episodes eh boom that's right that's right yeah yeah so again go follow us we really appreciate those who have, who have been following us for the past about 13 14 months of the RSS podcast and we'll see you for episode 2 of series 1 wintering next week matt take us out This has been the RSS Podcast. We're out.